0: And techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you.
1: Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And as I was chatting with my guest before the program started today, we can't be successful in our business until our hearts and our heads are in the right place. And that's really what we're going to be talking about today, because we can do whatever we want with our business, but if we aren't in the right place, it's not going to matter. So please join me in welcoming Kristen Asadorian to our program today. Welcome, Kristen. Kristen. Thank you so much, Deb. It's an honor to
0: be here, and I look forward to speaking with you and your guests about getting
1: their hearts and their heads in their businesses because it is so important. It is. It is. So let me tell people just a little bit about you, and then we'll jump right into this. So Kristen Assadorian is an executive leadership coach who focuses her practice on helping leaders build an awareness of self that allows them to live and work based on their values. She has coached political and business leaders for over 15 years and through her work has witnessed the importance of uncovering the authentic self. Understanding and prioritizing values and their significance to the success of individuals and organizations is the basis for her one-on-one coaching, the workshops she leads, and the talks that she gives. Kristen believes each individual has the opportunity to step out as a leader and create change based on what is important to them. When individuals and organizations operate based on their values, they show up with a clearly defined purpose, a heightened ability to achieve success, and are guided by compassion and kindness. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. I can't wait to, to really delve into this. So again, Kristen, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, tell us a little bit about how it is that you got to where you are, because I was reading your LinkedIn profile, of course, and you've had kind of a, a, a variety of, of things in your past. So how did you discover that this is your true passion in life?
0: I have been, you're right, I've been blessed to have a diverse professional background, um, which really speaks to who I am as an individual, mm-hmm. because I do have so many interests, Um I started off as a political social worker. Mm-hmm. Um, and that happens because I actually worked as a child care worker. And ah. when you do a direct care practice, mm-hmm. learn very quickly that your hands are tied. Mm-hmm. So, what that means is I could only do my job as well as the policy and the organization, the structure allows mm-hmm. me to do. So, I, I said, you know what? I want to go where there's a bigger it's impact. too limited so um, going back to school and getting my MSW in policy and planning and Mm -hmm. research gave me that background Mm -hmm. in community organizing and understanding of how policy and the structure Mm -hmm. within our political system, how it Mm -hmm. works, and also being able to really have a true understanding of what it's like to be in the field, on the ground, and knowing, okay, this is sound policy. This Mm -hmm. is what the people who are actually putting this into practice need. So um, that's how all of that kind of started. Mm-hmm. And then um, I, I was fortunate enough to move to Los Angeles for a little while and I got to play in, um, in television and mm-hmm. meet a lot of diverse individuals. Mm-hmm. And I think when you work um, in Los Angeles and especially in television and you're able to interview and meet a lot mm-hmm. of celebrities, you very, very quickly learn that what is at the heart of all of us mm-hmm. It's the same, right? right? We all want to go out in the world and do good, mm-hmm. create positive change, and have a positive impact. Like, nobody's out there to try and make a muck of things. Like, people right. really learn. Like, we have the same worries, we have the like, same concerns. And when you are able to learn that at a young age, and I was in my 20s doing that work. Mm-hmm. And so um I was like, you know, people just want to make a difference, people mm-hmm. just want to do good. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, it does lend a perspective and especially being a social worker. Cause that's how we're all wired. We're all mm-hmm. wired. And, and, you know, we are that, <laughs> we are that feel good profession. Mm-hmm. So, um, and when I was done in television and, and learned that, um, you know, I do want to go back to social work. Uh, I didn't want to do direct care. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had worked on several campaigns. I had started, um, really doing a lot of community organizing. I said, let me go and get this coaching certificate. Mm-hmm. It was very random. Mm-hmm. And that's how my personality is. It was just kind of like, okay, what's next? And mm-hmm. it was coaching. And so I went to the Coaches Training Institute and did their, their core curriculum and mm-hmm. loved it and was able to combine in this beautiful, synergistic way that everything that I did mm-hmm. in coaching. Right. And that's where I am today.
1: I, I- love it. I love it. You know, and it's, it's interesting because, of course, the, the key and the foundation to what you do is you know, having someone find their authentic self. Yes. And as you were talking about who you work with, whether it's politicians, celebrities, leaders, I was thinking so many times we aren't our authentic self or they're not their authentic selves. They're who they think they need to be. And you know, and, and we see that all the time. And and again, it doesn't matter if it's you know a, a celebrity, a politician, or somebody who's leading a church group. You know, we we all think that well, we're expected to to be a certain way, and some people are that way, so that works out perfect. But for most of us, we're not. So you know, really talk about how it is that that you work with people to get them to see that authentic is really what they need to be doing and not putting on this kind of facade.
0: I think the first step is getting people to realize how much they're listening to the outside noise mm-hmm. because we're bombarded with it now and with, with social media and with the advances that we have in technology. And and we do use it for good, but it, it does provide a noise that distracts mm-hmm. us from ourselves. Right. And um, growing up, We're easily influenced by parents, teachers, coaches, and that's noise because Mm -hmm. that takes us outside of ourselves. But when we realize what we're really good at Mm -hmm. and what we really value, so I always start with, what do you value? Mm -hmm. What's important to you? And people can always tell you that. And people can always see when they're not in alignment, Mm -hmm. right? each of us has this light inside of us, we have our gifts. Mm -hmm. And when we are able to tap into those and block everything out, the most beautiful things happen. When you go to work, you don't feel like you're working, right? Right. That's what I'm meant to be doing. This isn't like a nine to five grind, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not, you know, there's a lot of People go out and say, like, go find what you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. But it's not even really about that, Deb. Honestly, what it's about is finding out what's important to you because Mm -hmm. sometimes we don't have that luxury of being able to live our passion yet, right? Mm -hmm. It's a Mm -hmm. process and it's a journey. But if you always live by your values, and that means like you value putting food on the table for your kids, right? Mm -hmm value being able to spend time with family and friends you value like you value being able to take care of yourself making time for self-care when you start your day with those basic things and you have yourself covered in that way the fact that you're doing a job that might not necessarily speak to your passion in that moment you know that you're living your values mm-hmm. right and we can we all lead up to that and and sometimes you know for some of us that journey takes a little bit longer than others. Some people, you know, it's, it's almost like instant where they're just like, this is what I'm meant to be doing. I'm 100% certain. And then there are those people who, you know, they think like they're supposed to go to college and knowing what their major is and they're supposed right. to be ready to mm-hmm. enter the workforce and know 100% what it, it that doesn't, most of the time, mm-hmm. it doesn't work out that way because right. sometimes... You really, truly have to find out what's not working for you before you can
1: find out. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, oh, and, and we feel that in here, right? You know, and, mm-hmm. and it's, oh, God, I got to get up and go to work. I've got to go to school. I've, I've got to be married. I mean, you know, how many times have, have people been told you need to be married and have 2.5 children by the time you're X age, um, you know, all of these various things. And, and, and it is, it's that noise that starts when we're very young. You know, we're, we're itsy bitsy little things when, you know, people start and, and then of course those voices carry on, you know, and, and then we have those conversations in our head, you know, well, we're expected to do this, um, you know, and, and so I, I love that you work with people on their values because yeah, that, that is what is our central core and, you know, and, and then everything else should come from that. Right. And, and I think that when when everything
0: else does come from that, mm-hmm. you have a firmer understanding and this awareness of self that allows you to be in the world more confident, mm-hmm. right? And as a leader, especially, and, and I work under the premise that we're all leaders, right? right. There, there's mm-hmm. none of us that, you know, all of a sudden was touched in a different way mm-hmm. than another. We're all touched in the same way. We all have this magnificent light within us. And it's how along our journey, We get to choose Mm -hmm. to use that. And sometimes people do have different opportunities than others, but it doesn't make anyone more of a leader than anybody Mm -hmm. else. Uh, What really makes people stand out is that confidence, right? That awareness of self and that knowing that, wow, this is really what I'm Mm -hmm. meant to be doing and I'm going to go out in the world and do this. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Right. You know, and... and it's, it's not anything new. You know, I've, I've, I've always seen, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm older than you. Um, I think confidence, especially for women and, but, you know, and, and I say that, but as I was saying that I was starting to think, but, you know, men obviously have, and, and for them, it's even worse in a lot of cases because they're, you know, the, the voices really have been telling them what they need to be doing. Um, and you know, it's, it's hard to get that confidence and, and keep that. And, and we see people every day that, you know, it doesn't matter what it is that they're doing. They just don't have that self-confidence. They've got low self-esteem, all of these various things. Um, you know, and, and so how, and, and, you know, especially in your background of social work, I mean, that's just, that's kind of a given in, in many cases. So how do you work with people on that?
0: That's a process and it depends on the individual but it's starting with really having a true understanding of the person's background, right? Mm-hmm. So those voices, where do those voices come from? Are they trauma based, right? Mm-hmm. Did, did something happen earlier on in their life or right. something happen as an adult? Mm-hmm. But we are we do have trauma shapes mm-hmm. and um, those voices come from those shapes, right? And and those voices at times are mm-hmm. extremely loud and that like who do you think you are? Right. Um, And it's, it's a matter of just learning how to silence that again, Mm -hmm. and then getting back into who you are Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and always recommend some sort of mindfulness practice. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I, I personally love to meditate. Mm -hmm. I know not everybody does, but if you're able to create a practice for yourself where it's time for you. Mm-hmm. And that means you're taking time to go for a quiet walk mm-hmm. or a slow jog, where you're not out there beating yourself up. Because mm-hmm. I'm a runner, so <laughs> there's differences. Mm-hmm. But you're out enjoying yourself in nature. Mm-hmm. Your you've created a gratitude practice. You're writing in a journal, whatever that looks like for you. Um, that and and create that practice for yourself, so you're able to have time for yourself. You're able to go back inward and have that understanding of yourself. Mm-hmm. And usually, when it is a trauma, if it is if it's something that's pretty deep and dark mm-hmm. and and I always and, and
1: extremely that. traumatic. Mm-hmm. You
0: know. I always recommend, uh, you know, getting help. Mm-hmm. And because of my social work background, I am able to walk a lot of clients. Mm-hmm their trauma, but sometimes, uh, you know, it might take someone that specializes in that Mm -hmm. particular trauma. Mm -hmm. But when you have a true understanding and you're not hiding any parts of you, because we tend to shove stuff down and we're like, Mm -hmm. not today, not today. Right, right.
1: Oh, no, no. That's that's painful. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) But as soon as you open yourself up and you open your heart and you're like, I'm ready, I'm ready to really see all of me. And I'm ready for the world to see all of Mm me. Those people walk outside their front door in the morning very different than those right. that... They
1: dance out of their front door, mm-hmm. kind of metaphorically. Sometimes they really do dance. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. right. So, and, and those are the people that we're drawn to, right, energetically, mm-hmm. because you're like, ooh, I want some of that. Mm-hmm. What's going on over there? Right. Right. So, um, it is, it's something that we all have in us. It's mm-hmm. something we can learn. It's something that, you know, your, your brain can be re- mm-hmm. rewired. Mm-hmm. So it's not a matter of like, this is how I am. And this is how I'm right. going. Right. That is not true.
1: You know and and then we you know we, we have the trauma voices and I think everybody has those to some degree I mean clearly people have some that are extreme, you know right. in in forms of abuse and and things like that but you know you also have the the teacher the parent who says well what'd you do that for that was stupid I mean you know and then we have the well-meaning voices. You know, the, the people who were, were telling us things that were really for our own good, you know, and, and those voices get stuck in our head, too. And, and, and they're the ones that keep telling us, well, silly, what were you doing that for? Don't you know you're supposed to be doing this because it's what's best for you? it's funny as you were talking about that I did something last week Uh oh one of the things just fell off heavens um I did a vision board and I'd never done one before and it's probably not even going to show up totally here in the the thing but as you were talking I have this part of it and I'm gonna have to re-glue it oh no um one of the things on here it says rewire your anxious brain Hmm. and I picked that specifically and then the highly haphazard woman everybody really liked that one (laughs) um but I'm one of those people that my brain is always going and maybe not even negative or positive. I mean, it's just always on. So, you know, how do I calm that? And, and, you know, like you said, some people just can't meditate, don't meditate, but yeah, mine really is that brain that is going all the time. Um, which and I can relate to that brain. <laughs> I have that
0: brain. So it's, it's been a practice for me, and meditation has been huge for me. Kundalini yoga. So okay. Kundalini <clears throat> yoga incorporates chanting mm-hmm. and really the the vibration and being able to feel that in your body is so amazing. Um, I always, always, always stress, do what resonates with you. Right.
1: Yeah, don't wait, again, not what you're supposed to do. <laughs>
0: right. So I, I mean, there's a whole you know, there's a bunch of things that can be done to create Mm -hmm. mindfulness practices. And I think the most effective one for rewiring your brain is a gratitude practice. Mm -hmm. And what I do every, every morning and every night, I write down three things that I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. And in those moments, when you feel stressed out, and you feel anxious, you're able to so easily draw on what's good. Mm -hmm. You're able to draw on like, wow, like, that one minute of stress mm-hmm. is nothing compared to this abundance of beautiful things right. I have in my life. Mm-hmm. And that's how our hu- human brains are wired to go mm-hmm. to the, uh-oh, look at that, danger. Right, the, the, the fight or flight type of thing. Right, mm-hmm. and I always use, because I'm a neat freak, I always use this example, and it cracks me up because we can walk into our homes, right, and they can mm-hmm. be immaculate. And then there's like that one glass. Uh-huh left on the counter mm-hmm. right
1: You're like oh, only glass mm-hmm.
0: and we're like oh no there's a glass mm-hmm. that wasn't put away right? mm-hmm. but that's that is exactly how you said like we're wired for survival mm-hmm. our brains pick up on that it's our fight or flight mm-hmm. and because of the level of stress that we're dealing with in our day-to-day lives and because of because of the stress mounting so much And overall, our nervous systems responding to that, we do have increased levels of anxiety in Mm -hmm. our society. And people are really, their bodies are really tuning into that and feeling that, right? Mm -hmm. Your mind Mm -hmm. and your body are one. Mm -hmm. They work together. They're in constant communication. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we have levels of illness, right? And, Mm -hmm. And just what is popping up for us as human beings right now is really it's just a byproduct Mm -hmm. of the level of stress that we are, we're facing. And I, I truly believe that it can all be undone Mm -hmm. and it can be undone once you just ask yourself the simple question of, you know, do you want to be healthy? Mm -hmm. Do, do you want to live to your fullest? Do you want to live a fulfilled, Mm -hmm. happy life? Well, sometimes that just means slowing down for mm-hmm. a couple minutes. Right. And I'm not saying like, you know, go move to the beach. Mm-hmm. Not just, cool. Some cool. of us might actually like that, but it might not be our reality. Mm-hmm. But to be able to take that vibe, right? That like surfer Southern California mm-hmm. vibe. Mm-hmm. That laid back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Throughout the course of your day, mm-hmm. and there's something to be able to be said for that. There's something to be able to say like, to catch yourself in moments where you're starting to feel that anxiety and that stress and that pressure build up in your body, where you're going to say, you know what, I'm going to get up right now, I'm going to go for a walk, or Mm -hmm. I'm going to sit and I am going to take a couple deep breaths, Mm -hmm. or I'm going to, you know, even call somebody that you find calming, right? right? Mm -hmm. Like, whatever that looks like for you, or write down, like, right now, in this moment, I am stressed out because so-and-so said Mm -hmm. this to me. Write it down, keep mm-hmm. a log so you have this awareness because the more information you can get about yourself, the better, the more confident you're going to end up mm-hmm. being in, in the mm-hmm. long
1: run. Right. You know, and, and I think one of the biggest things that causes a lot of the issues is this little thing right here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or the bigger, you know, the the, the, the computers, all those things. Um, social media, it's got to be one of the worst. And, you know, and, and I love it. I'm a Facebook person, you know, all these mm-hmm. various things. But you—that's also a big source of a lot of the problems. You know, I think that's where we end up not being authentic. You know, because we think, well, we have to post, we have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or you, we have the people who are the opposite. You know, I'm I'm protected, so I can say whatever the heck I want. I can really be authentic. Whoa, now those. You know, and and I mean, even just what you're seeing posted. You know, whether it's, you know, I, I have a lot of friends who are um, animal lovers and that's great, but they will post things that all I have to do is see the picture and I'm just immediately traumatized, um, you know, and, and so, you know, and, and then of course we're also thinking, I have to check that email. I have to do this. I have to do that. And so, you know, maybe you're not meditating, but maybe you've turned your phone off for 10 minutes, yeah. 10 minutes, people, the world will not stop.
0: It, it's true. And um, being able to just turn off is really a, a big deal. Mm-hmm. Being able to be mindful and present in mm-hmm. your moments and not thinking about the emails that you mm-hmm. have to return. Because guess what? There's always going to be emails to return. Always. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter because you can think that you're a superhero Mm -hmm. and cleared your inbox and within five minutes, you're going to have more. There's more. more. I'm like, really?
1: What the heck? Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) So the best thing that you can do for yourself and for your families, especially if Mm -hmm. you have young children, is just Mm -hmm. be present with them. Enjoy Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Um, It it makes all the difference in the world. Mm -hmm. It really does.
1: Right. You know, and, and it is something that, I mean, you, you stop and think 10 years ago, we didn't, we weren't attached to our cell phones, you know, for one thing, they were too big, um, you know, and, and, or, or they were attached to something else. I mean, all these various things. And and so we survived just fine without them, um, you know, and, and so you can, it's funny, I keep touching mine because it has the, the timer for the program, but um you know, we, we did just fine without them. And, you know, clearly there are times where we need to be watching, you know, somebody might be ill, somebody might be traveling, all these various things, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, it can wait. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always in awe of the people who tell me I check my email twice a day. Oh, no, I couldn't do that. You know, and, and now if I could get down to four times a day, that might actually be pretty good. Uh, you know, and, and so, or, you know, not checking Facebook, not checking Instagram, not, you know, even maybe not reading the newspaper, <coughs> you know, not watching the news, you know, all of these various things, it, it, you know, get back to just you. Now, maybe it is that you pick up a book, you know, to me. That's how I relax. Um, you know, I, I lose myself in a book, um, you know, and, and I, and, and that, that allows the rest of the world to go away and, and turn off. So it's, it's like you said, it's whatever works for you, you know, find it and get there. And, and now here's the the really important thing. Don't feel guilty about it. You know, this now, now granted, I mean, if you're reading, if you're doing something, if you're getting carried away, but you know, when you're helping yourself, you're going to be able to help everybody else. Better anyway, so it's it's okay to do this.
0: It it is. I'm I'm glad that you stressed um, finding what works for you. Um, Once we're able to do that and create habit and Mm -hmm. practice around it, um, you know whether it's getting down to checking your emails four times a day Mm -hmm. versus six, but it's something that you have to be comfortable with because Mm -hmm. if you are only checking
1: four times and your mind is constantly, are you thinking, what am I missing? What am I missing? What am I missing? That's not effective, right? Right.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) So creating that practice that resonates with you. And the thing that I get to do and I'm really good at is really finding working with my clients to find that balance right mm-hmm. like where is that spot for you right. is it the four times or the six times mm-hmm. and and Any coach will do that. And that's why, you know, the style of coaching that I do is called co-active. That's what what I was trained Mm -hmm. in, co-active coaching, where we're in relationship together. So I'm not telling you what to do. You get to bring all of you to our relationship. Mm -hmm. And and I get to help you uncover more information about Mm -hmm. yourself. And then we get to create practices Mm -hmm. that help you reach your goals. Right, Right. And so... <clears throat> it's very individualized. It is frustrating when you, and even for me, someone who really truly does believe in meditation, but the people are always like, just meditate, just meditate. But if it doesn't resonate with someone, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. Right. If that person's not going to sit down and they're not going to be in meditation. Mm-hmm. I I tell people like before you start your car in the morning, as long as you're not freezing and in the Northeast mm-hmm. in Colorado. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, sit in your car for a couple minutes. Right. Just take a couple deep breaths. Think about like an intention for the day w- or something that you know you need to get off of your desk. Like mm-hmm. just focus on something, mm-hmm. bring yourself like back in, right? Which right. it's, it's it's not it doesn't have to be complicated. It mm-hmm. does not. In fact, when it is complicated is when it's not working. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah,
1: because then our minds are going it up, bug it up. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, and, and you mention you know, writing down the, the gratitude things. And it's funny because I've talked with guests about these. And, and you know, one of the things that, that I always, and, and I don't do this. And it is something that, of course, my mind keeps saying, I should do this. I should do this. I, but then I don't. So clearly there's a mismatch. But, you know, it's, it, and it's not, you know, I'm grateful that I made a million dollars today. Maybe it's, I'm grateful that I got to work five minutes faster. Or you know, I I saw a and I'm I'm I live in Atlanta and the trees are already starting to bloom down here, so I mean to, to I mean it's February and the trees are blooming and they're already so pretty. That's that's a pretty cool thing to be grateful for. Does it mean the world? I mean, you know, it, it means nothing really. But it's still something that you look at and you go, "Oh, wow!" because that means spring is coming and all of these other things. So, you know, your gratitude things don't have to be these monumental things either.
0: Most of the time, they're not. Right. For people, mm-hmm. honestly, it's like I'm really grateful I got to have breakfast with a friend, mm-hmm. right? Or I got to take my dog for a little bit longer walk today, or mm-hmm. I actually woke up at and made it to a six a.m. workout mm-hmm. class. And, right. But it's it. It's those things that make us better, right? And mm-hmm. the grand scheme of things, and I think Steve Jobs put this in the best perspective, right? It's like your health, your well being is so much more important than your bank account, right? right. That's, and mm-hmm. he has so many quotes like after he fell ill and, mm-hmm. and just, you know, all the money in the world couldn't make him mm-hmm. better. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, work hard, enjoy your work, but also, enjoy being you, enjoy Mm -hmm. the people around you Mm -hmm. and enjoy the beautiful things, right? Mm -hmm. The blooming flowers and just, you know, even a rainy day,
1: like Mm -hmm. enjoy it all. Right, right. You know, and, and I was telling you before the program that we had a turkey wandering through our yard this morning. I was like, what the heck? Um, you know, and, and so I'm tiptoeing to try and take a picture of it. And they went, ah! But, you know, and and to me, uh, that was so cool. I'm texting my husband. I'm texting the neighbors. I'm like, this is the coolest thing. It was a turkey. <laughs> you know? But it was still fun. It's nature. It is cool. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, luckily I live in an area where turkeys do go wandering through on occasion. So, but... Well, you know, at the the start, you mentioned you know, that the core is having someone determine what their values are. So let's take it that step further. How you know how can we use values and and have value based leadership, and and what does that even mean? So what that means is we get to bring ourselves
0: to our organizations, to our mm-hmm. communities, knowing what's important to us. Mm-hmm. So. I'll give you an example from my life. What's mm-hmm. important to me are, are my children. My family mm-hmm. is very important to me,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and um, my 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 kids love being part of what I do.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: I love that they love being part of what I do. So I created curriculum. Mm. It's called Become. Mm-hmm. It's um, bold, energized, compassionate, open-hearted, mindful education, and mm. of course, it needs an acronym. And of course, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Um, I started teaching it in my son's school mm. and it's, it's leadership for um, young people, but it's the same premise in which I work mm. with adults.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's basically like really understanding what it is that's important to you. Mm. Every, knowing every day that might be different mm-hmm. right? every day. It might look different, mm-hmm. but our core values do stay the same right. and Most people, when you ask them what they value, family is always up there, right? Mm -hmm. Having time to spend Mm -hmm. with their friends and their family and just being able to relax. Those are are very high on the Mm -hmm. list. Um, What this curriculum does is bring these young people into themselves Mm -hmm. by using movement. Um, Mm -hmm. And so they're out, they're running, they're talking to each other. Mm -hmm. And I think one of my favorite exercises that I do with them is... They go out for a run and they're partnered off. But before they go for a run, they need to advocate for themselves for how they're feeling because this is at the end of the day. Right. So if they're tired, they need to say, "You know what? I'm feeling tired," Mm -hmm. and the person, their partner, needs to hear that. Mm -hmm. And this is we're not doing a
1: marathon today.
0: (laughs) Right. This goes for any relationship, mm-hmm. right? This effective communication, right. whether it, you're in, in a personal relationship, mm-hmm. whether you're in a professional relationship, or you're, it's organizational. We we need to be listening to each other. We need mm-hmm. to be advocating for ourselves and for others. And so when these kids can turn around and say, you know what, and there, and there might be one that says, you know what, I'm feeling really energetic. Mm-hmm. i got some energy still in me. Do you mind if we run? They have to figure out their piece together, mm-hmm. the two of them. And they... Um, go out and they run and they ask each other, you know, what's important to you? Mm. What do you want more of in your life? Mm-hmm. And they get to move and be in their bodies and have these really profound conversations mm-hmm. because these aren't conversations
1: that they're having. These aren't conversations that we have as adults. No. And and, and you don't even think that, that kids should and be doing things like this.
0: And they love it. I, um, I started doing it last year. Um, mm-hmm. I had two sections of two I, I did it two sex, two sessions this year I have three they're all filled up there's like 16 to 20 kids in each mm-hmm. one and it's just it's it's unbelievable mm-hmm. that was playing on something that I really value I really value in everybody knowing mm-hmm. their own value this is mm-hmm. a huge thing for me especially for young people right because are they do have so much noise mm-hmm. and nowadays with social media, with their constant, it just—it seems like too that
2: mm-hmm.
0: bullying has become an acceptable part mm-hmm. of growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like, oh, you were bullied. Oh, it's okay. It's just part of growing up. Right. Yeah, but, um,
1: get over it. Toughen up.
0: Right. <laughs> these are things that no compassion, mm-hmm. kindness, empathy. These are things that these are things that should be coming to mind when we think about growing up. When we think about. Right. Our leaders, when we think about what we want to be, right, mm-hmm. and and I want my children to be kind and compassionate mm-hmm. and empathetic. So, of course, I want to create something that shows them how to do that. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, in our outside world, with the way we've structured things, how much time do we all have to see somebody actually emulate to us what
1: it looks like mm-hmm. to be a compassionate leader, right? Yeah, um, and. And we actually, it's almost that we see the opposite. You know, we see the cruelty, you know, you mentioned bullying, we, mm-hmm. we you know, all of these various things and, and whether it's, the, you know, social media, the TV programs, movie programs, video games, all those various things, it does seem like we're seeing the opposite of compassion more than we're seeing compassion. And because, you know, when, when you see something or hear about something that's compassion, it stands out because we're like, Ooh, that's different. I know there's
0: there's people now who like post things every time something good happens, mm-hmm. and which is great because I, I I'm on different websites and, mm-hmm. and I follow different people who are constantly posting the good, mm-hmm. um, which I appreciate because I'm one of those people who have now decided that I'm going to just try and block out the other stuff. for I know, time. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Not that not that I'm in denial of it, right? And, and you're still getting news about what is important that you need to know, but yeah, you don't need the... Focus on, I want my brain to just mm-hmm. feel the good.
0: And um, so, yes, being able to actually take the time, create exercises mm-hmm. around what it looks like to be compassionate, mm-hmm. right? Because sometimes, you know, even as an adult, we might not understand like, how do we do this at work and still create, have a professional boundary, right? right? People are always worried about crossing
1: the line and... Um, What's HR going to say? Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now the cool thing is is that HR is creating a culture. Mm-hmm. They're, they're the ones creating the... Right. More now people in culture and, and big organizations mm-hmm. where they want to create effective communication. Mm-hmm. They want people to have teams that are, are based on values. And what that means, you would ask, what does... What does that mean within the structure of a lot of organizations? It's just like really creating a mission statement and a purpose mm. that everybody is able to latch onto. So mm-hmm. if, if you're a business who wants to go out and, and make life easier for other people, so mm-hmm. you're creating devices to, mm-hmm. to help people. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I picked medical devices because I don't really know anything about yeah. them. But, but they help people. They help people. Mm -hmm. And so, but you want people joining your organization who have empathy to them, who have, who are able, it's Mm -hmm. an easy buy-in where it's not just a paycheck, Mm -hmm. but they're actually attached to the mission. Right. And you're not selling that mission to your employees Mm -hmm. where you're all around the table and you're understanding that the more people that you can get these devices into their hands,
1: the more people's lives are going to be made better. right. And we'll be honest, there is a monetary profit factor because if you're not making money, if you're not making a profit, then the company ceases to exist. So that is still part of it. But you're right. I think we're seeing more and more companies that are realizing, okay, that is there and we have to have that, but it's not the primary goal. You know, if, if you're doing good, if you're selling a good product, providing good customer service, all of those various things... The profit will come, but it's not the overriding, oh my gosh, we have to do anything it takes to make money. Mm -hmm.
0: You're you're so right. I mean, listen, business is business. Is that's always going to be there, but the style and the manner in which we Mm -hmm. conduct our business can definitely be more Mm -hmm. effective and more efficient Mm -hmm. and more people based. Mm -hmm. And when it is people based, and when you're basing it on values, when you're approaching your team with kindness and
1: compassion, Mm -hmm. guess
0: what? They're going to be producing a lot more
1: effectively. Right. Well, I mean, it comes back to when we were little kids. You know, if you got yelled at to do something. You might go and do it, but you weren't going to like it, and you certainly weren't going to continue doing it. But if, it, if you were approached in the exact opposite way, you know, it's, it's great. It's, it's funny. I was reading on Facebook yesterday. A friend was posting, you know, she has, a, she has kids that are kind of spread out in age, and she has a, a fairly young baby and a nine-year-old and the 9 year old has been really helping around the house without being asked hmm. and and he said well you know i am 9 now <laughs> and somehow it was just part of him that he had matured and so you know it was and and you know she of course was thanking him and you know even if it wasn't done Right, or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. She was still making sure she was showing her gratitude to him. And, you know, and, and, she said, of course, the cool part was that he was really wanting to help with the baby. Um, but, but yeah, it was just, you know, if, if she had said, I need you to go do, he would have done it, but he would have done it once. Now it's something that he continues to do. And, and of course that works in businesses also, um, you know, oh, and, 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 and certainly in volunteerism, you know, things like mm-hmm. that.
0: 100 percent in businesses when when you step into an environment and you're like "Ooh, these are my people this they we're all on the same page right mm-hmm. you're working you just it doesn't feel like work there's just this flow right? right when you're able to be in flow when you are able to have this understanding where you're like we're in alignment together mm-hmm. our mindset your mindset is there like it's just it's this beautiful thing, and there's more and more businesses who are finally understanding that. Let's get our employees in flow. Let's mm-hmm. let's create an environment where they're we're encouraging them to be creative. We're encouraging them to bring themselves to work, and and this this level of efficiency that mm-hmm. is created when doing that is just it's fantastic. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Yeah, and there are times where when you really start going through this, you think. This isn't a good fit, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever reason, you know, and and so that's that's got to be interesting when you're working with someone and they need to go in a different direction.
0: It it is, but again, it's that knowing yourself, right, mm-hmm. and knowing right. your values, and going mm-hmm. back to okay, I now know what isn't going to mm-hmm. work, so that brings me a little mm-hmm. bit closer, maybe, to mm-hmm. finding what it is because right. there are there are a lot of people where mm-hmm. where we say you know in, in coaching. What are you going to say yes to, and what are you going to say no to? Mm -hmm. And and there, you that no to list is so long, Mm -hmm. and sometimes you need to create that super long no
1: list Mm -hmm. before you can figure out what you're going to say yes to. And that's all good, Mm -hmm. right? You know, and and the as you were saying, you know, the nice thing is companies and cultures are changing. Mm -hmm. You know, we we can figure out different ways to do things. Um, You know, I've I've talked with people on this program before where there are people who need a structured work environment. You know, that's just the way they're wired. I worked with somebody like that one time and, and I was at an agency and this was one of those things, you know, an agency where you didn't know what you were doing 15 minutes from now, you know, and, I thought that was the greatest thing in the world. To me, I love that. You know, you didn't do to-do lists because, you know, why bother? Um, you know, and, and now granted, you knew what needed to be done and, and things like that. But it was constantly changing. Priorities changed, all these things. And one of the people that I worked with, that was the exact opposite of what she needed. She needed to know at 8, 12, she was going to be doing X. And, you know, and, and, she, she lasted about a year before she finally just said, I can't do this anymore. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and so that was, that was part of knowing who she was. And, and it was funny because we all thought, what do you mean? You know, and, and, but yeah, I mean, she just needed that structure. There are obviously people who need to be in a corporate environment while there are other people who need to be entrepreneurs, um, you know, and, and be out there on their own. That that's the beautiful thing, right? Like we all get to we all get to figure
0: out like mm-hmm. where we fit best mm-hmm. and where our, our talents, where our expertise, everything, where everything lies and and hopefully like along this journey, right? Like we talked about like from the beginning, like Slowly gathering information mm-hmm. about yourself because some people it does take a little bit longer mm-hmm. to figure it out than others. But once you do have that information for yourself to put yourself someplace mm-hmm. where you're going to thrive, right? And she knew she wasn't thriving in that time. Right. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yes. Right. It's so, right. now what about the people who are just absolutely terrified to even go through this process? You know, who are thinking, you know, I, I, I have been doing X for so long. I, I don't know what to do or, you know, maybe it's, it's the people who, you know, who have been, you know, maybe they're the primary breadwinner and, you know, they're the ones I have to go to work. I have to do this. Yeah, I, what was the old commercial? I have to make the donuts. Um, you know, I, I have to do these. So I can't, I can't do anything else. People depend on me or they, you know, more importantly, they're like, I don't want to know that this isn't good for, me. how do you get people past that fear? I think the
0: more you are able to understand who you are Mm -hmm. and, and build that awareness. And again, it just keeps coming back to what's important to you and the more you value living fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's a process because like I said in the beginning, we always say like, go out and live your passion. Mm -hmm. To me as a coach, I cringe because it's irresponsible. Sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like dangling a carrot in front of somebody right. who's just not there yet, mm-hmm. who does need the paycheck, mm-hmm. who does need you know, that steady income because maybe their passion mm-hmm. is to go out and play music, but they're not able to get gigs right.
1: consistently.
2: Right. So home. all
1: you're going to do is just really make them in pain when right. they realize that they, they can't do their passion right, right so now.
0: Right. But figuring out, right, because the beautiful Mm -hmm. thing is, is that we can make choices in our life Mm -hmm. and we can say like, okay, on Friday nights, I'm going to find a place where I can go and play my music Mm -hmm. and slowly, slowly get you to a place where you're (coughs) doing more and more Mm -hmm. of what you really, truly Mm -hmm. enjoy doing. And I think that when you are able to incorporate things into your life mm-hmm. slowly and again what what you're comfortable with and what works with you within the structure of your mm-hmm. life, it doesn't feel feel so fearful. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of like, okay, I, I got this. Mm-hmm. This 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 part's easy. Mm-hmm. Um and creating as soon as we can create that ease, right? Mm-hmm. That's when the confidence comes up. That's mm-hmm. when you realize that, you know, going and and Going and sitting in this in this cubicle nine to five, that's great because it's getting me my paycheck, but there's so much more to me. Right,
1: right. So they and can volunteer. They can do all sorts of things.
0: Volunteer, mm-hmm. you know, hobbies. They mm-hmm. become, they start to, I know someone who wants to act, right? You want to act and, and mm-hmm. to be able to consistently say that I'm going to be in a TV show or a mm-hmm. film on a regular basis might not necessarily be realistic for right. where they are, where they live. Mm-hmm. Like you look at everything, right? Mm-hmm. And then you create something that works for you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It doesn't, is right. not, you know, human beings aren't a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. And even though, right, we address this too in the beginning, there's those, we should be doing this. We shouldn't be doing that. Like there's this, people create this laundry list for us of what our lives should look like. Mm-hmm. And it's just not true. Like mm-hmm. we get to make those choices and we get to create a life for ourselves mm-hmm. where we're going to be thriving. And sometimes that takes a little while of sorting through what's going to work and, and what's important and how mm-hmm. you put all the pieces together. But it really, truly is possible.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's funny as you were saying that, I was thinking about how people say millennials are so different than baby boomers and, and all these things. And my first reaction to that is no, they're not. You know, we, we all want the same thing. It's just sometimes we go about it differently. I mean, you know, the baby boomers really were, we have to work, we have to bring home the paychecks. And, you know, the, the much younger generations are thinking, maybe, maybe there's a different way to do this. Doesn't mean that we don't still have the same values and think the same thing is important. Right. and And you make a good point because the
0: Baby boomers were the children of, of their parents came through the depression. Mm-hmm. Right, like, It's very different, and millennials are just growing up in a very different economic environment, mm-hmm. where you know unemployment rate is very low right now mm-hmm. in this country. Right. They get to make choices mm-hmm. that we necessarily didn't have, where we were just like, oh, we just have to take this job because mm-hmm. it's available right mm-hmm. now and it's being offered to us. Right, and I. And they're fortunate they, they, and they can go out. And, and now what I love is you could take a job and be there for a year or two and switch. Mm-hmm. And it's not looked at. There aren't people right. who are expected to stay at companies mm-hmm. for a lifetime anymore. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as a lifer. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they still exist. I shouldn't say that. I'm married to one of those. Mm-hmm. It's not the norm anymore, mm-hmm. Right. right? So, which is, you know, things change. Things have changed for us culturally. And the millennials are a byproduct of mm-hmm. that. They, they, you're 100% right. Mm-hmm. Their, their value system is still there. Mm-hmm. You know, they still want to go out and, and work and, and work hard and figure out what it is that they want to do mm-hmm. and who they want to be and how they're going to best thrive and be
1: fulfilled. Mm-hmm. No different. Right. No different. I think a lot of times the baby boomers are jealous. <laughs> you know, and, and and you know, and and I think that is you know I, I say that a little tongue in cheek, but it's it I think it is true. You know, we're thinking, wow, if we had only had those choices, those opportunities, and the funny thing is, in some ways, we probably did. We just weren't brave enough to take them because of those voices, because of all of that pressure. Right, Bra-
0: brave enough to take them because mm-hmm. you know d- we did get voices from you know our right. parents. And their mm-hmm. grandparents and they were loud. Mm-hmm. Um, and now too, like what we have to understand is that baby, baby boomers helped create what is today. Mm-hmm. Like this, right. this is a beautiful thing, right? Mm-hmm. We know we're getting better when the next generation mm-hmm. isn't suffering through the same things that we have suffered through. Right. right? So when we see, because right, you we always look at it. I'm, I'm Armenian and, and for us, we know we're successful when the next generation is more successful than we been. Right. Like we look at our kids and we're like, yes, Mm -hmm. we did it. And we can sit back and we can enjoy the remaining years of Mm -hmm. our lives. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, but that's how it should be. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't, you don't want that generation, this generation to be going through and struggling Mm -hmm. through the same struggles Mm -hmm. that you were.
1: That's not progress. You want progress. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and you know, but again, we have to remember, it has to be what they want. So it's not, you know, you have to go to college. Um, You know, uh, you, you have to get married. You have to be working. Um, You know, I, I I always laugh when people are like, yeah, my kids are still living in the basement and they're in their twenties. Okay, you know, there's a variety of things that are going on there, but, you know, it's, it's, if, if well, hopefully it's working, um, but, you know, it's it's one of those things that, yeah, you know, it's, it's just what's going on now, but when we look back, when we look way back, you know, and, and obviously, especially with certain cultures, it wasn't just that the kids were living in the basement, grandma was living there, the great aunt was living there, I mean, you know, it was this whole big thing and somehow we got off into this you know oh well it has to you know you, you, it has to be just the small family unit and you know so it, i i in many ways i think it's better that we're getting back to having all of the multigenerational the multicultural all of those things you know we're we're tying all of that back together
0: i i agree i agree because we just we learn from one another right
1: Right, you know, and and yeah, learning how to cook from grandma or hearing grandpa's stories, you know, all of those various things, and you know, and then maybe they're learning how to text, you know, and, and you know all of these things, and and I think that's what's fun about this is we we have gotten back to going, oh, you know, this works, this is okay, mm-hmm. it is okay, <laughs> you know, and, and clearly in in many cases it is a culture. You know, because there are some cultures that's just going to be the way they always are. Um, oops, as I knock my microphone um, somewhere, I think I was Italian. I'm really not Italian, but you know that the hands have to go all the time. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting how we see these things, and and um, you know, and and then when we put that into to you know a business practice and see that okay, you know, how are we going to to have this because we are going to have you know all these different generations. In, sometimes in a company, how are you going to work with them? And it's, it's honestly a matter
0: of learning how to celebrate everyone, right? which, which sounds like, Oh, that's great, Kristen. And you mm-hmm. know, and in mm-hmm. your happy little world, yes. Right. But no, this is, it's, it's possible. It's possible to uplift everyone. Right. Because what we want to do as human beings, Mm -hmm. what we should want to be doing, because I am in a shit on this one, Mm -hmm. is empower one another. right? Because when one of us rises, we all rise. And I've always seen it that way. And when we get into the business of holding each other down, when we get into the business of creating, helping to create those voices in the heads of people that Mm -hmm. leave them feeling lesser, right? prevent them from feeling 100% themselves and going out and living what their true purpose is and their truth, that authentic mm-hmm. self that we talked about, that is doing a disservice to everyone. Mm-hmm. When one of us can't get in there and figure out who she or he is to really understand, and that and that means all aspects of their life, mm-hmm. whether it's professional or personal, like mm-hmm. how they want to be in their lives. When they aren't living that truth, we all lose out. Mm-hmm. Right. Really
1: do. Yeah. And clearly there are times where everybody has to adapt, be flexible, things like that. You know, you, you might have somebody that you're working with that really is going to work best from 6 PM to midnight. They're going to work from home, all of those various things. But when there is an employee staff meeting, they need to be there, you know? And, and so that's, that is part of being that good leader and, and knowing how to work through those, you know, and, and so it's not wagging the finger and saying, you will be here for the meeting. It's explaining to them why it's important that they need to be there. But at the same point, you know, letting them know it's not optional. Um, you know, you, you do need to be here for this. But, you know, and, and, and it's tricky. I mean, you, and clearly there are some businesses that, you know, have less flexibility than others. You know, that's just, that's a given. But that comes back to knowing yourself can you be in you know can you work in a business whether it's your own or you know something like that that is less flexible you know or do you you know is you know what are your options and and it's also you know,
0: as the leader of the organization knowing like how your people best thrive how mm-hmm. are they best producing how are they best creating mm-hmm. and getting you the best outcome mm-hmm. right and if it is working from you know over that overnight shift mm-hmm. So be it, as long as within the structure mm-hmm. of the day-to-day, they're doing what they need to do. So they're answering emails or showing up right. at me physically when they need mm-hmm. to show up. But I say, you know, if you're able to do that as a leader, kudos because you're going to, you're going to have a team that's so right. much more effective.
1: And it is hard because you have to explain things. You know, if, if I find out, well, wait a minute, that person never comes into the office. I might be jealous. I might be annoyed, you know, all these various things. But when I realize, okay, that's what works better for them. <clears throat> they have five kids at home that they homeschool, you know, whatever, you know, when, when you, and, and that comes back to communication, you know, and then if I know, you know what, they're still getting their work done, right. whether I'm the leader, whether I'm the peer, the coworker, all of those various things, it, it really is all about that communication. Communication and that compassion,
0: right? Mm-hmm. That right. like, Oh wow! Like they're able to raise five kids, homeschool them, and and still do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, right. And and then like your heart opens, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, wow, this this person just became like a superhero, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think that's what it is. It's it's mm-hmm. it's being able to communicate with an open mm-hmm. heart and and be vulnerable mm-hmm. because that person has to come out and say, like, listen, mm-hmm. this is what I have going on, or. Right whatever it is, but it's, it's communicating mm-hmm. openly. It's communicating in a way that's effective mm-hmm. and allows everybody to everybody's needs to be mm-hmm. fulfilled.
1: Right. You know, and, and being compassionate, you know, we've talked about that through the thing that's, that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I think that is one of the things that we have been told is bad you know, don't, you know, don't, you, well, part of it is, well, you don't want to know about their private life. No, no, can't, can't do that. Um, you know, and, and we've, in many ways, I think is and maybe it is my generation, we've been told no, you, you, you have to, and especially if you're the leader, you have to be tough. You have to be, you know, back to those voices, those, you right. know, all of those various things. No, you know, it's, it's, it's fine to be compassionate. And as you said, it's actually going to make you the better leader.
0: is going to make you the better leader because your people are going to know that they've got your back, that you have their back. They're going to get your back. Mm -hmm. And it's, it just makes for an overall, just, it's, it's just an overall more fulfilling Mm -hmm. environment. Right. Right.
1: You know, it's, it's funny. I keep thinking about a story that I posted on Facebook. um, And, and it was, it took place here in Atlanta over the weekend. There was some uh, middle school basketball tournament and it snowed here. Now, this does not happen. So, you know, everybody here kind of goes into a tizzy and a panic for a variety of reasons. And so for one of the teams, only one cheerleader was able to make it there. And bless her heart, she was still cheering. One of the other squads came over and helped her cheer. And somebody pointed out, they said that was actually against the rules. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, that's a stupid rule. But Mm -hmm. they didn't care because they were being compassionate for her they didn't want her there by herself and the videos that i have seen have, are so cool and you know and, and it taught everybody you know what it's it's okay to go and help somebody else when they need help for sure
0: and and i think that our kids are great role models for us right. um because
1: right, i'm thinking adults wouldn't have done that <laughs> in fact we would have probably gone look at her
0: look at her <laughs>
1: Uh, Yeah, it's
0: it's we now know better, right? Mm -hmm. We we know better. We're able to block those voices Mm -hmm. out. Hopefully, more effectively, Mm -hmm. we're able to be there for one another. We're able to support one another, and hopefully, this means that we're able to thrive and live Mm -hmm. fulfilled lives that are full of abundance. Mm -hmm. Right? That's what.
1: And back to being authentic, you know, it's, it, we are creatures that were built to help others, you know, and I don't care what people say, I think we were, um, you know, now that's not get taken advantage of, that's big difference. Um, but, you know, I think we were meant to, to help others to be compassionate, um, you know, all of these various things. And, and you know, sometimes they don't even know it. They don't even know that you did those things, but you feel better here.
0: Yes you do. You feel better here and here it actually helps your brain.
1: Right. Yeah, it gets it those good serotonin's going.
0: Reduces reduces stress and anxiety mm-hmm. and you'll end up living longer so be kind and compassionate. <laughs>
1: Perfect. Well, oh my gosh, Kristen, we are at the top of the hour. This has been so much fun. I love talking about things like this because you know it it is something <clears throat> as I mentioned at the start of the program we can be, you know, we can have this business, we can have our website, our business cards, our business plan, our marketing plan, all those various things. But when when we are not being authentic to ourselves, when we're not following our own values, none of that even matters. you know. And, and we might actually even be extremely successful at it. But that's why we have the increased heart attack rates, all of these various things. So be compassionate, be authentic, care about other people. So tell us how they work with you and how they connect with you.
0: So you can find me on the web at kacoach.com. Um, my email is Kristen, K R I S T I N um, at kacoach.com. And you can also, I
1: post a lot on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is at kacoach. Perfect. I love it. And and this has been so much fun. and, And I hope that people have gotten a lot out of it. So is there anything final that you would like to leave everyone with?
0: My final thought is, please, please, please be kind, be gentle to yourselves. Find out who you are. Block out those outside voices so you can really go in and build that awareness of self. So we all get to see you in the world confident and shining because it really does matter.
1: I love it. Well, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having an absolutely fascinating time talking with Kristen Azadorian. And until next time, everyone have a great day.
0: Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network.